All right. Well, this is uh, the show, the Talking Energy Show in the Trace Management Podcast Studio. And uh, you know me, Matt Hill. Go around the room. Uh, go around the room. Introduce yourself. Cody Spaulding, Scissor Tell Pipe, and the Pipe Club Podcast coming out soon. There we go. You heard it here first. That's why he's in here. <laughs> Otter Manning, and I'm a regional sales um, manager for JD Rush Corporation. What is that? We sell casing and tubing. Oh, cool. So you guys yeah. are competitors. Well, it's uh, it's we, a we're not competitors. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, Anyways. Collaborators at this point. Yes, oh, okay. Are, are one of you guys the broker and the other one the wholesaler? Or tell me. Uh, sort we can of. get into the details. Yeah. I don't know. If Even you don't me. want to, I'm just curious to how casing companies collaborate. We're going to get into How many middlemen yeah. can we possibly yeah. have? Like for the, for those that uh, haven't seen you on this uh, before, Jeremiah, who are you? Oh, sorry. I've, I mean, hell, I've been I've been around. Now, this might be time. the very first time that everybody even wanted to listen because how know. good and, you know, how great it looks, how great it, it does, sounds. It sounds. They may actually make it through the intro. I mean, if we ever get any, uh, if we ever get sponsors, we need these people. We need Sure. We need the Tascam because they made this uh, misca- uh, mix caster. Sure, microphone. Or something. Mix if you think you have a better version, maybe they, we, we leave it open. Yeah, to... and the and the Mevo uh, cameras, the three pack. They're uh, they're very helpful, and that's you know with him uh, starting up a uh, his own podcast. I've been oh, like, we've been uh, nerding out on the equipment. Well, yeah, but we're not recommending that. If we got more free samples, we'd probably be well, able to recommend. <laughs> right? We're not, uh, we're not uh, advocating. Are, are we going to unbox them and show yeah. them on our podcast? Well, we could. Right. I mean, if we had some. One more thing for me to mess up. That's great. Well, hey. But these sound amazing, Matt. So You've people send you guys things like so <laughs> far to mm-hmm. try. They've sent me, yeah, they've sent me uh, packages from Amazon, and I've paid for yeah, them. Yeah, pay for. Oh, okay. They also sent us hot, uh, Hochitown, but we had to go pick it up and pay for yeah. it at the liquor store <laughs> all the way down there. You know what? I've got so a lot of. We're advocating. We're waiting for that first one. So, like, you so know, far, people have sent me like suggestions on you should stop doing this mm-hmm. or. Uh, yeah. Hey, don't get let a those haters voice. hate. Got that yeah. one. It was just one. Get a deeper guy. voice. That <laughs> one. Was? Yeah. Oh, rude. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Well, how? Uh, yeah. Oh, I was, no, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Mido Resources. Mido Resources. Uh, Are you looking for investors in Mido? Do you want more acreage? You want more um, wells? Uh, so we. Haven't bought anything in a while and won't. At today's prices are ridiculous, and it comes down to I was actually having a pretty good conversation with another guy in the industry that I really respect, and we were talking about do we buy now or do we not? Wait. And the buy ask spread has got to be huge because the sellers want to capitalize on hundred dollar oil and they want to get that value, right. whereas the buyers are like, well, we don't really believe that hundred dollar oil is sustainable for any long period of time, so we can't buy it for that. We we only want to buy it for eighty five. So this bid ask it. Spread is huge right now. So there's a bubble. Yes. Okay. And everything. I think inflation is kind of in every part of the. Are we going to see this rolling? What's your uh, crystal ball? You know, we uh, we the bet got uh, cashed in. Max Holloway had the hundred dollar bill up oh. here. That hundred dollar hundred dollar bill is now donated to uh, Wolfwood Christian Fellowship. So what's the next? Uh, what's the next? Uh, Crystal ball. Man, you know, so some people are saying one hundred fifty, two hundred dollar oil. And uh, me, I'm more of a. But how long? Oh, is this sustainable? No. No, if you look at all these cycles, I happen to be, uh, I'm looking, I believe we're running into a recession current. So uh, I've been doing quite a bit of research on stocks to purchase, to mm-hmm. quick, uh, I want quick things I can get in and out, easy equities, of yeah. liquid yes. cash. So I've been looking at what stocks do really well in recessions. And then at the same time, I was like, well, I'll go ahead and look at and see how oil and gas stocks have performed over it. Historically, not well, of course, but if you look at 2009, you had that dip. But it was very, it was V-shaped. It wasn't the bathtub everyone was afraid of, and it shot back through the roof. But these cycles have gotten smaller and smaller. If you look at Continental Stock, it looks like a saw blade, like a a saw that you would use outside in your yard. It's very jagged up and down over the last 10 years. I feel like a lot of... um 
A lot of companies are like that. I mean, yeah. I, I got super impatient with Diamondback stock. Mm -hmm. Sold it. Guess what it is today. I mean, it it's just crazy. Same thing with like Gulfport and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of the ones that you thought were not doing well and were not going to kind of rise above out of that mess and here they I, are. I learned a long time ago for me and my uh, aversion to risk. I buy uh, ETFs. There you go. You know, I, I'm I'm all most of my money's ETFs. That way. So let's see how much aversion to risk do you have? Are, are any of those ETFs in oil and gas? Oh no, m um, I'd say most of them are. But nobody at least, ever learns or listen about. I know, I know. I know. I know. Myself, I know. right? I know. How do you invest myself. in something? We know. I, I chase it a little bit, mm -hmm. but at least I have someone out there managing it besides me because I'm not going to sit at home and watch it. So yeah. if I'm buying individual stocks, I have to watch it. If I buy ETFs, there's mm -hmm. some manager out there that i hope will bail us out if we need yeah it. and you, you you uh you have market risk but you don't have end of i can't think of what it's called for individual companies right. because so if one company has some bad leadership or makes some bad sure they'll, they'll manage that at the etf level right yeah so you do mitigate risk uh something extreme events somewhat unless you have it to the entire sector but then again like you i've you know learned from oil and gas uh experiences that you know right now uh john uh John Biggs and I and uh, his wife and some other people were were investing in uh, real estate, like mm -hmm. um, apartment complexes. You know, in multiple units. Where you know, if I if I buy in for fifty grand, well, you know, I pretty much got a guarantee. This is very simple stuff. Where I'm going to return my money and I'll double it in about five years. But so how are you wait. doing that through like a management firm that yeah. is buying these yeah. and then selling down? Yeah, uh, we we don't have to do the things. I just have to raise the capital. Like this last buy was two million dollar buy in, so we just needed to raise two million dollars and you know hopefully we get enough you know people to buy in at 50 grand or you, you know groups whatever it is but at least we know that in it's not the it's not an oil and gas investment right but in but real estate i mean yeah i feel like that's the next i mean i feel like that's the best thing yeah. to be in and, and you know we're we're used to you know highs and lows in oil and gas so we're used to you know we can i can tolerate that in real estate but at least i know I, in five years i'll have doubled my money mm -hmm. You know, so that's I've, bad. I've been in real estate. I think I started buying in '09. So and yeah, so I got some good peaks. But even when it falls off, it falls off maybe twelve percent. Mm -hmm. uh, but it always comes back, right? Yeah, so you gotta hold. It, it's, you gotta hold. It's kind of like hold. stock, though. It, like how long can you hold it? So I was actually talking to. A I just gotta quit. I just can't look at it. You can't. No, you gotta walk away. If you mm -hmm. believe in the equity market, in that that you will get an eight percent return, which is what you're supposed to on average on the S and P I'm or whatever over that. time. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm kicking over that, time. But you gotta stay. You can't. Move Move right. the stock when you get skittish, and that's so hard. You know, everyone's got that story of how they sold too early. Okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of uh, stories, so I love to ask everybody, how'd you get in oil and gas? What's your uh, background, and um, you know, where'd you come from? Okay, so a uh, quick start. I uh, was in college, and I had a Honda Accord and a loan on it. Needed to pay it off. I didn't want to leave college that summer for summer break. Wanted to stay there, but ended up in a pipe yard, and uh, we needed the the grass around the racks and took out the trash. You are um, a hand. This guy to like... get to get that car paid off and got it paid <laughs> off by the end of the summer. So that was how I got into the oil field. I'm the story's a little longer, that. but that's how I got in. And where have you been since then? Uh, so fast forward from there, three years. Uh, ended up graduating from East Central. Studied finance um, and business with a little bit of focus in entrepreneurship. Went to work for a fracking um, equipment manufacturer in Sulphur, Oklahoma. Um, after that ended up in Oklahoma city with a top drive manufacturing company. So I went from fracking to drilling, uh, that was a field service location. So lots of dealing with the rigs on the phone. I think we had like 30 rigs and we were managing the top drives on those rigs, which they have 
hundreds of parts. So there's constantly issues. So I was purchasing material, taking calls, coordinating guys. Um, then downturn came. Uh, family business started doing auctions for oil and gas companies, selling off their surplus and used OCTG, oil country tubular goods, tubing and casing primarily, some line pipe, some drill pipe. Uh, through that, got recruited into a uh, field manager position in operations with the uh, second largest mill um, in the world uh, for new pipe. Did that for almost four years, and uh, now I uh, started my own business, officially publicly announcing it this month. I love it. We have so many yeah. firsts, and again, I'm telling you, always announce it in here. We're good luck. You're going to be successful because you're in here <laughs> announcing it. Thank you. Yeah, we were talking about that before. We we believe that. Sciences. The only announcement has been like one post on Facebook and one post on LinkedIn. So this is uh, probably a lot bigger outreach. Well, all three of our Pakistani listeners right now are going to be super excited to hear about that. I get a ton of spam emails now. They don't know. It's a first. It's another first. (laughs) Call him. Give him money. Well, congratulations. I'm very excited for you. Now is a uh, great time to uh, kick things off. So when you were doing that auction for these tubular goods, did you notice, like, you could have bought the tubulars that are now being sold for five times the price? like At at least. Wherewithal to, and you got to have that capital you don't mind spending. And look at the downturn. Uh, My buddy told me this. It's the smartest thing I ever heard. And I I say it all the time, you know, and I try to exercise it, I guess. I buy on cannons and sell on trumpets, so buy in bad times yes and then sell in good times which is very difficult to do because you got to be willing to spend money in a bad time when you're worried about your own family and whatnot so yeah we ran into that about this time last year there was the opportunity to buy a bunch of uh five and a half semi-premium pipe that's very very popular in our in our market um and things were just too up and down we were told no we're not going to do that right now but then so buy would have been a really sweet buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that same item is what, like probably thirty two fifty a ton? And it was probably thirteen yeah. fifty a ton at the time. Oh man. Maybe going up. Oh yeah. Well you'll get another chance. Wow. If, 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 if that is one <laughs> thing I can guarantee. Twenty twenty six, don't yes, worry about yeah. it. Twenty twenty six, you think four years, Matt? I'm I am positive. I so I've had right. you no, think that long? Tell me what are prices over this four years. No, no that way. I can't that I can't tell okay. you. But I've had I've had several people now that are way smarter than me. Our next our next downturn is twenty twenty five. And I think that's maybe more like an that's election nice. kind of a cycle, maybe. So that's simple, yeah. right? I was thinking about math. this last night, by the way. If I was the Republicans, I'd let Biden win again because he'll have to <laughs> – we're going towards a recession. So he'll have the re, he'll have the inflation right. economy have and the recession. The bad stuff on and then you get plate. the Republican in there afterwards. He could be the worst Save guy the ever. Day. Yeah, Save he's going to be – This is how you, I would not want to be the president over the next four years. This is how you I know I'm either. a <laughs> – This is how you know, guys, that I care more – I'm a Christian and I care about you as an individual – then, you know, I mean, God, I live oil and gas, and you're right about that. I hate that. <laughs> makes me sick. To well, me. no, this is good. Uh, look at it. Also, we make more in, money. If you love oil and gas, yeah, you make be, more money with the Democrat. But then you, pun- the, yeah, but then you punish the world. Mm-hmm. You punish the world for having a Democratic president. In there. That's, that's the rub, right? You, you're not liking what he's saying. He's going to take the ruble to rubble. Our industry <laughs> may be thriving right now, but yeah, people but suffer. It's thriving, but in... In a weird it's way. not really thriving. The operators are thriving. Right. The service companies, because no, we are. We're raising prices. Oh, I know, yeah. but oh. we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we you have we, to. We have to bring people in. And the IEDC meeting today was very eye-opening in the fact that most of the employees we get now are going to be brand new, right out of high school, and Which a is, different choice than college, right careers, yeah, because but, we're not getting people that used to be in the industry that know what they're doing. Right. That's Which, it. We're which done sucks that. because we are. We're in a different time. I mean, my dad is seventy. 
two this year, and he just retired during COVID. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was with Halliburton for 30, 30 years with Halliburton, 45 plus. You tell your dad, you put consultant by your name, and don't you ever retire, buddy. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, you never might, know. Somebody yeah. might say, hey, you're a consultant. Yeah, I, today. Today I am. That one day, like, I just had something. I, right. I didn't have anything else yeah. to do. Did you need some consulting in the nitrogen world or yes. semen? Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, guess what? Guys younger than him that will have oh, the willpower please. to go work will at least shadow him that's and pass the, that knowledge that's on. That's the issue. It's, it's the lack of work ethic. Man, I didn't think it, there I mean, was any out there. That's so makes me feel so old. Yeah, when you say like, back in my day or something like, like that, the kids or, or the, the whole generation. Um, they, all, don't, they don't make them like that anymore. Uh-huh, yeah, all, I mean, I'm 35 20, years old. I was mm-hmm. oh, I wasn't gonna say I was gonna all 25 years of her experience. <laughs> <laughs> ten, 10 of that in all. I want to know all about your experience. Hey, by the way, I've been gushing, you know, over my friend over here forever, telling her to get her tukus in here and uh, come and uh, share her experience. What is a tukus exactly? On the back end. That is the, uh, where does that come from? The yeah, can I get origination, please? <laughs> I don't, Use I don't it know. In it was something that my uh, grandmother whipped a lot because I deserved it. Well, oftentimes. I've heard it too, and I, I understood that it was pick, associated pick, with the pick, Go pick a switch so I can whip your tukus. Yes. Go find right. a switch. Yeah, get the, get the switch. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I was like helping her out. Like, man, I think the best one's probably from that willow. <laughs> <laughs> it <is> stung. <laughs> to add to, the, to what all y'all mentioned about coming from a service side too, I think another problem on the labor side is that the pay that, that like you mentioned, the young kids, right? Yes. The pay that they expect is more than what the people that are leaving the industry and their experience levels at. And yes. I just had a conversation before this at lunch about that, about pay at like Amazon, you know, your big box stores versus your entry level. They're at 1850. I, 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 my it's, buddy Galen deals with this every day. It's a, you you cannot can, find so people. You can, Amazon. You can go to 7-Eleven and get the same job too. Mm-hmm. You can go mm-hmm. to McDonald's in Monahans, Texas and make $21 an hour. Baloney. But what is these young bucks are listening. Have you been to Monahans? Wow. It's I mean, not enough money. Exactly. But I'm just saying, that's a lot at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one? want fries with that, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I love I love West Texas. Something might be wrong. I know. I, I'm broken. No, I really do. Like, every time I go to Midland, like, it's I just, can live here. He goes for the Huddle House. Yeah. He loves the diner vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. I am a, I'm that kind of guy. But <laughs> anyway, give, give everybody out there a, a view of your life in the industry. How'd you get into this? Um, my college roommate, um, her husband... Mm-hmm. I work with her brother and their family, Um, and they've been literally my only bosses since I got out of school. I have a degree in advertising from UCO. Um, You're a broncho. I am, yeah. I I started out in Stillwater at OSU and was marketing at that point, and then I changed uh, to advertising at UCO and finished. I graduated in May 2010. Um, after that, I did a little stint in food and restaurant administration. Mm-hmm. I was a general manager of uh, Orange Leaf Frozen Yogurt I franchise. Love that. Yeah, in Norman. Mm, and then I did some fr- so, like, franchise training. So anyone who bought a franchise came to Oklahoma City and did all their training uh, at the corporate office that's just down here by the old Gulfport building. Um, and then they would come to Norman and train with me for a couple of days. Do you recall offhand what the franchise took yearly? <laughs> Cost-wise? Yes. Oh. Or Orange Julius, right? No, we said? It's not, no, no. It's orange, orange Leaf. Orange Leaf. Oh, yes. Delicious It's like frozen. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. self-serve the, frozen. The best, are always the best froyo. Interesting. I, lo- I, I, I love the franchise I remember. That's model. been so long ago. I feel like the initial buy-in was maybe like... 50, 100. Yeah. 15. Yeah, 15? Really? Oh, well, wow. some are low, but like McDonald's, yeah. great job. You're going to pay a lot yeah. more. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's that much, but they do all your advertising. Yeah. They, I mean, well, so you don't need advertising if you do? own McDonald's. So Orange Leaf, they had a marketing team that, uh-huh. would, that would do things for you and you paid a marketing fee. And mm-hmm. so they would come, they would send out stuff, your quarterly marketing materials, and you 
would get those in the mail. I put them on the wall and all that. And then it just promoted the flavors of the season or, you know. So you really brought a different view into our, and again, we talked about this, you know, before Mm -hmm. we even started this is we need a diversification of thought to continue to grow our industry. Right. And, you know, coming in from outside of oil and gas with your background in marketing, right. advertising, this was a polar opposite. This I mean, isn't that glamorous, right? Yeah, but and and you like, but how do you make it glamorous? Um, how do you make it to where people are like, oh man, look at that bit! I can't wait to go rent it. You know, that's um, a, that's a hard thing to say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Look at this delicious steel. tubular steel. It's yes. going down in hot the off. You do it. Hot off the you press. do it like a cologne or perfume where you're selling a thought process. Thought you notice yeah. like uh, how they do cologne commercials. They make no sense to me or perfume commercials. Have you guys seen I that? haven't yeah. paid attention. Like They're the weirdest shit ever. They like say three words in a whispered tone. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and it's someone like standing off a balcony, no ocean around. Right? This is the one. Yeah, yeah. It's like prescription sales. Yeah. <laughs> this is a prescription to get her in your bed. Mm-hmm. No, nah, they're the weirdest commercials ever. That makes that makes. How a lot do you tell sense. someone about a smell? How do you how do you sell some uh, wool wool country tubular goods? Yeah, I would rather well, not sell that. Myself. Luckily, they luckily. are a necessity. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a captured hard. market. Yes, luckily. Um, right now, it's just the. The supply and the demand and the price. And that's where we're getting into here yeah, on this show, folks. We're going to yeah. solve the world's Crazy. problems where we're going to get the steel of the future. What I keep saying is that right now, most people on OCTG aren't in the business of selling pipe. They're in the business of getting pipe because right. it's already sold. Yeah. Very true. So our uh, price is going to go back down uh, to reality or like was yesterday the cheapest pipe we ever bought? No. No. Like I'm having a, I've so. been doing a lot of uh, thinking since, you know, with this inflation has brought a lot of ponderance to me. Yeah. Was everything cheaper yesterday than it is today? Uh, commodities. The I don't supply think is less. Yeah. Today than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So for how long? What? What? What is? Why are your prices so high? And why would you even be honest about that? Like you might. I'd be like, buy now, don't I mean, wait. It's flat out raw goods. I we mean, we need to be clear that 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 my business and Audra's business. Audra sells new pipes, so she's that's her day to day. Okay. Oh, I, well, my business is yeah. a whole different service to. On well, the yeah, get, it, get into that. Side. Hey, let's let's. So wrap I can it. answer all those questions because they just came from a major mill. Yeah. But Audra deals with this on a daily basis. What is your business that you just started? Like, just for those out there, like, what sure. all, what, what's it going to encompass? Sure. So, Scissor Tail Pipe. I started in April of 2020. We had nothing going on uh, when I was working with this major mill. Um, you know, I set a lot of downtime. So I figured, hey, I'm going to start a business. If mm-hmm. it fails, who cares? I got nothing to do anyways. So I went back to my old contacts and used pipe that used to buy off of our auctions and uh, started learning about niche construction applications. So push piers, ping piers, welded piers, helical piers, commercial piling. And I, I learned that industry. Um, and so the core now, fast forward to today, the core now is that I buy used tubing and use casing off of well sites, off of pipe yards, off of people's backyards. Uh, I know how to inspect threads and I inspect pipe bodies. I know how to, I have massive purchasing power because I sold to niche environments. I don't suffer like fencing for cattle sure, people. Sure. I do yeah. occasionally when someone calls and like a friend needs some pipe, you know, whatever. That's, but that's not the core business. So my core business now, kind of like I mentioned, was buying pipe because the customer base has been built so large now that i'm not having a problem with sales i'm having a problem with finding Finding. material Mm. that's true the people are coming out of the woodwork i mean operators that i've called on before that have just never given me a chance 
they're like, hey, do you have uh, this, this, and this? I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else looking, wow. looking for yeah. those items. So you are in a position where you can actually, and you don't want to, but you have to go to your current customer and say, hey, I don't want to ever fire a customer, but I have pressure from above. I have to bring my prices to here. So can you come here or otherwise I have to go? Yeah, typically um, the nice thing typically is it's all um, negotiated by quarter. So, like, we just put in June POs with with a major United States uh, domestic mill. Um, So, therefore, they will not give me pricing yet for Q3 until probably mid to end of May. So they'll hold the prices flat for uh, the entire for quarter? the quarter, mm-hmm. yes, Did typically. Bought that in. How does yeah. that work when you have a Ukraine conflict all of a sudden in the middle? So we do have a, quite a bit of conflict because one of our more quality imports is Interpipe, which comes straight out of Ukraine. Wow! So it's literally sitting in Houston. Um, I've heard mixed stories. I've heard that it's sitting on boats. I've heard that it's sitting in yards. And this is raw. Ross no, deal. no, this is finished product. Finished coming, product. That, coming over from wow. Ukraine um, that is ready to be put down whole, but it's being supposedly held hostage. Well, and okay, so you have like, you have like two different markets in pipe, or in tubing encasing. You have yeah. Seamless and you have ERW. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, ERW is made out of a hot rolled coil, which is just like a, a so it's got a well, roll, a weld line on sheet. It. It's like mm-hmm. a toilet paper roll of, of steel, and they roll it out, and they they, they turn it, and they weld it. Mm-hmm. Well, ten percent of that comes from Russia or Ukraine. Right. And so that's that's one of the drivers you were asking about the price, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the major drivers. But in the middle of the quarter, if they already set their prices for a quarter, what happens if You're waiting. there's a conflict? <laughs> price is no, still do the same. They now. They honor the writer by now. Well, I'm saying, AFEs, buy now. Well, but I'm t- uh, where do you get your prices for the quarter from? That is from the mills or from the steel right. manufacturers, whatever. Correct. So they weren't anticipating, of course, this massive conflict. Do they hold the prices for the full quarter still, or do they are like, no, nah, okay, we're not going to honor that. They Everything have, just went up I mean, 30%. N- no, they have. April, May, and, May, and June have been this have been all negotiated contract, mm-hmm. contractual pipe, so contractual pricing and all that. So that's the only thing is, you know, I've got I've got operators coming out right now saying, hey, I want to drill these wells. Uh, what what's your price looking for late June, early July? Mm-hmm. I do not know. I, I, cannot, really? I cannot say. give you a price right So you now. can't even bid them? You just I say... I, I can tell them, you know, yes, we can probably order that pipe for you. There you go. Can you But I don't know yeah. exactly what the price is going to be per ton. And then I have to think about, okay, I've got a price per ton landed in Houston, but then I've got to truck that to, you know, Houston up to Grady County or wherever it, the popular place is right at that time. So Wow. But we, we use the rail service a lot. Um Anything that I have made uh, domestically, I get railed from um, Alabama to Oklahoma City or Midland or Houston, or we do things in you know the Rockies and North Dakota, um, Eastern Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, all of that area. So, do you all do stuff in California too? Did you mention California? Um, Just we, out of curiosity, we did. We did for a long time. I never have personally. Okay, I haven't um, either. I just would. but uh, how how long are they going to be drilling? I mean, they have the two of the... they haven't put a moratorium on drilling completely, have they? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't know, but I do know that, you know, they, they have all these, they're trying to get no, away from gas engines sure. and they're trying to get away from gas mowers and I mean, yeah. that could really. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't hurt And I've worked for, I've worked for I two saw. companies based in California. The okay. company I work for now started in California. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why'd they leave California? 
Uh, well, they still have an office in Bakersfield, yeah. um, and then now one in Houston as well that's been there for quite a while. But I just want to be in the oil capital. Yeah, yeah, same thing with the company I worked at for about seven and a half years. They were um, based in Orange County-ish area and started in 1959 out off Long Beach area. And then same thing. It was a, a tax incentive for them to have a Houston office versus California. So it just made sense for them, I think, money-wise. And hell, it's probably nice to go somewhere where you're liked. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I like where you're afraid. You're I, not I, afraid I think of Bakersfield probably yeah. is their own yeah, little so world. True. I'm pretty sure everybody in Bakersfield like we're in oil and gas, and yes. we love this town. Which you know, it's crazy because when I was a kid, I can remember vividly being in an airport, going coming back from Disney World, maybe, and my dad had on a Halliburton. Disneyland, ma'am. <laughs> no, unless you were Florida. in Florida. You were in Florida. Florida. Okay, we were Florida. talking. I'm gonna about say it here just... first, Pedoland. <laughs> So when when we were coming back from, I can't remember where we were going or coming back. I was young. I was probably in fourth grade or something. And my dad had on a Halliburton shirt or a hat. I'm sorry. It was a hat. And I mean, the dirty looks came out of the woodwork. But this was, when I was feel this? like. When you were young? Yeah. This was like um, fourth grade-ish. So hmm. like 90. Six, okay, because I was going to say Halliburton wasn't really favorably looked at after Aaron Brockovich either. Oh yeah, yeah. Aaron there's there's been several things. I think well, it's that, because that was more like a Cheney misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, it, Cheney it, was misunderstood. Uh huh. Yeah, it's standing. But I just say they were not favorably looked at for several. I forgot yes. about that. Well, Halliburton. Halliburton. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich came to Duncan. I mean, that's where I grew up. It's in Duncan, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and she came there. It was. <laughs> And you're like, hey, listen, so. liberal crazy person that's right. going to have a movie made out you, and Julie Roberts is going to be like, oh, the the little guy. Right. I'm still guessing Halliburton is not in the wrong. That's what I think. Well, I feel like they've <laughs> they've either had the money to cover everything up that they might have did nope. that was wrong. Nope. I think, I, Aaron, I think Aaron Brockovich was just like She was a, in the wrong. She was uh, just yeah, money hungry. A lunatic. Yes. Absolutely. She's this is where loony. Matt and I defer. Yeah. Liberal. <laughs> Go the other way. Liberal. And then there's always right. There's black <laughs> and there's white. And then there's the correct answer, which mm-hmm. is mine. But hey, you're soft and sweet. That's what I love. Soft and sweet. <laughs> there's I mean, lots of things I love about it, Jeremiah. It is. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you deflect situations in the political world in this industry? Industry. What do you mean? He's not really a liberal. He just okay. says, "Oh no, I'm I'm a realist." And a I, realist. realist. Okay. I honestly, science I, I, data based. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't really Real, realism. I can handle. Yeah, a lot more. Uh, I don't care about party. I vote for individuals for one. So yeah. I will tell you that I don't vote party lines. I think that's the worst thing ever. Yeah. I think it's absolutely. I'd rather you didn't vote because you're not helping anyone by blindly following a party to the end of Earth. But outside of that, I just vote for what's best for me. So there you go. I couldn't yeah. agree what's, more. There you go. Vote, yeah. vote your I mean, what else conscious. am I supposed to do? Take care of my family and everything else. That's right. and, With a baby on the way. Baby. Oh, first Congratulations. Thanks. First one? First one. <gasps> I've never man. had a baby before. Oh, my gosh. I touched one. I've seen one. It's <laughs> like is, a dog. It is life-changing. Life. I assume. Oh, They're pretty yeah. great. You're going to be a great Why dad. Why does everyone lie? You know, so everyone I think always, you're going to be a great dad. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. No, just I, wait. I don't, I don't have any wait doubt. for the hilarious moments that happen between four walls. You know, the things that you're not going to go out and just rush to tell your buddies about. And then you're going to be like, okay, yeah, parenthood is very interesting and not what I was prepared for. Yeah, it's like this is a lot crazy. of fluids are on you. Well, yeah. you a lot know, of a lot of yes. things. A lot of things about it though. You're giving an immense amount of responsibility over another organism. And prior, and like, go watch a video or uh, here's Listen, a pamphlet. This, what do they tell you? He's my this this little one, this two and a half year old. He's my fifth, and I'm just saying. Basically, your only job as a dad is don't let him die. Right. The rest of it's up to mom. We don't have – you think that you have these grandiose, like, oh, this is how I should be a dad, yada, yada, yada. Just don't let him die. That's your only job. They'll figure it You'll out. You'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, relax. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and honestly, like, if I had all that time back of all the things that I read, 
just don't bother. Don't, I got don't, one book. don't bother reading. Yeah. I'm gonna force reading myself is to silly. Read the book. And don't Google a damn thing either. Do buy a zoo pass because you can walk <laughs> around forever. You will wear them out at the zoo. The zoo is the best thing ever. Is that for. something you live for is to wear out the kids? Yes. yes. Your only job is to see each day, can I wear this one out today? You can't, but you're going to try. Right. If you don't know about it, I think there's like an adult and children's zoo, like happy hour tour thing where you get to walk there around is. and drink for a so couple hours. So there is now kids. a bar. So on a regular basis on your calendar. No way. Do you, have you experienced it? I don't have any kids, so I haven't I don't gone. Have, I but you're a little quiet over there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard about, I have not experienced that, but I did hear that the zoo has a bar now or something. Hey, do, uh, hey Zubers, amateurs, we are, yeah, we all have a bar if you're uh, not afraid to bring your own flask to the zoo. <laughs> That's okay? true. Just saying. I guess I'm I experienced. I didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, I'm experienced. I bring a flask. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon's running around wild, you know. I'm letting him play with the monkeys and the lions, and I'm like, you know, I'll have That's real good. respect for you when you got a camel pack, right? Like the flax well, yeah. can't do it anymore. Now I want the camel pack. Man, if I drink a whole camel back of my whiskey, we're in trouble. <laughs> It'd have to yeah. be. Man, yeah. there was Keep, this. Keeping the child course. alive would have failed. Keeping the child alive, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that part. Go back yeah. to rule number one. Right. Rule number <laughs> one is the child has to come home alive. Alive. <laughs> and so. Or to like, where's the kid? Kind of oh, well crap, this is a monkey. Where's the <laughs> I knew I forgot something. Yeah. <laughs> God, dang it, I left it there. Now I had to go all the way back from Edmund. <laughs> Just real quick, I had to tell this because it's going to drive me because I went to this story. But uh, in college, they raced mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. And there was this race. Jeez, this guy. It has to do with camelbacks. That was nine lives over here. And you got to yeah. fill the camelback up with beer. And oh, you have yeah. to finish the camelback before the race is over. And I never joined it or anything. But that does exist. So I'm surprised you brought it up because I've never heard anyone else bring up a camelback. Oh, yeah. wait. Are you telling me this at Easy Credit University? That sounds like something you're going to hear. <laughs> it wasn't here. I learned from it at Easy Credit University. Okay. I'm glad you know that, too, though. <laughs> it's a couple women from down there. Oh, yeah. Okay. All it's right. a beautiful country. I guess there's a oh, prison. Yeah. There's they were not in that prison when I dated them. I'm gonna oh, once again. I'm gonna bring. This, I'm gonna bring this back in from the weeds for just. I'm gonna. Yeah, bring oh, sorry. Yes, yes, I can. That's what we're supposed to do. That's why we have podcasts so we can explore. Uh, well, just be familiar with each other so we can help others and hopefully bring like a you know very familiar experience out there to everyone. Go, hey, we're here. We want to talk about you know your own issues in uh, oil country tubular goods and see how we can help you. So. Going forward, you know, this is where, you know, I pull on your experience. You know, what's next for, you know, what we're going to do? Can we possibly pivot in our, you know, country as a whole? I'm sure you guys have these, you know, big conversations, but can we not go back to getting the ore ourselves and making our own pipe right here? And we how, do that. But yeah. how fast can we ramp that up? What percentage, I guess? Yeah. How much are we, how much of our, is made and or or that ten percent over there might not be you know accessible anymore. So how you know, fast? I used can we to do know it? percentages a little bit better that's, than I that's do a now. Tricky question. Ukraine is super landlocked, so they must be able to yes. do it so much cheaper if they can first train it to a shoreline and then put it on a boat to bring it to the states. Like the United the States cost of goods must be significant. The United States has land, and that means we have resources. We have. We have the the ore we need to smelt, and we have right. the resources to turn it into pipe and put threads on it. So why are we not doing that, ramping it up? Cost. Do you want to jump in first? Every, everything's <laughs> going to go up anyway. You might as well do it here so it's more secure at least, We've right? We've been outsourcing jobs forever. We can't but, anymore. Uh, hopefully you're right, but I don't. Or at least There's... we do it as a continent and go North America. Well, we already did that. That was Ross Perot. You hear that sucking sound? Everything's going to Mexico. I like, which it did. I, That's not any better. I like Mexico. And if we give them jobs, yeah. then they don't. I hate. We've exported all of our jobs. We we 
we are a nation. And they're a better country for it. We import goods and export money. That's what we do in the United States. That's what every country does. No, China does not. They export goods and import money. Well, it's a sim- it's we a are very, net negative. It's on a symbiotic relationship. We enjoy the fruits anyway, of that. Casing. What were we talking about? Um, because you go first, Audra. I'll fill in. Okay. As far as why are we not making more domestic pipe? More people again. We going back yeah. to labor. So yeah, you've got labor shortages because you know, pie mills had to lay off a ton of people during COVID. Um, so now it's bringing all those people back, bringing a, a mill online at, uh, at minimum. Uh-huh. What do you think? Ninety days in cost. That's not terrible. It depends that's on the mill. Not, but that's undoable. Well, you're talking about idled mills. Yeah, are there quite mills. a bit of idled mills in the United States? I guarantee. Yes, you. there's idled um, lines at mills as well. What do you lines. mean lines? Oh, thread lines. Thread lines. So, yeah. What do you mean by thread lines? People have to man so like, all the stations. Correct. So you go into a pipe mill and there's someone standing there while the end of the pipe is getting threaded. They they shove off the... Legitimately threaded lines are they're putting a thread. They're cutting it like a well, conveyor belt. Yeah, it's a machine. Cars, it's like yeah, it's being line. machined, but mm-hmm. someone's there managing that machine. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, we sure talked about that today. The, all, you know, all, this, all the people at the IADC meeting, you know, yes, there's... Amazing automation happening everywhere in our industry, but for every automation, there's one more person we're adding to our industry to, or losing, or losing. Well, you're but, probably losing three and adding one. Okay, well, you add right. you add three robots, then you add one uh, trained right. yeah. tech. You know, mm-hmm. but there's still there's still people, and there always will be people. We need you know we now we, now it's a not just a labor person. Now you're adding. Oh, will you please come into our industry? And it's not just muscle. We need your muscle and brain. Right. That's a lot to ask. How does that change? I wonder That's how that changes the dynamic of hiring because it's no longer like most jobs are going to be, we need techs now. We don't need labor. We need programmers. We need people. Right. Our industry is hiring more programmers We're, than ever before. Yeah, or techs though, just to fix the program yep. or the little piece of electronics, that, that solder that broke that you got to find. Like someone that's good at brute force, not going to be good at that. So what is that? Hopefully we've got the intelligence uh well, it's. Here. I think it all goes back to, like you said, pay. Right? We're. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an industry, we're going to have to fund um, education. We're going to have to, <laughs> from the ground up, we're going to have a to certain extent, maybe. Cr- create energy literacy where our school systems are not only um, proficient about turning out people that can come into our industry and start working, but also just have the. Um, I don't know, the political want to mm-hmm. as well. Like, oh, yeah, I believe in oil and gas. I know that what, what you guys do and why you're important, and I'd, I'd love to be a part of the industry. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a That's the thing. Spectrum. Is it, I mean, we, we do get a bad rap. You horrible. Know, horrible rap mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, it it depends, on, obviously, on what part of the country you're in and who you're listening to and what, what uh, news platform, of course, you're listening to at the time. But, yeah, we do. We get a bad reputation. We're blessed here in Oklahoma. We you are. go to Texas Panhandle. I mean, if you go to Midland, like, that's family. Oklahoma right. is, like, more sheltered. But uh, we just got, you know, I just got back from Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have the parking lot party. But everybody that walks by is like, what do you guys do? Oh, we're in oil and gas. You know, we're with Social Octane. This is a parking right. lot party for oil and gas. And like people boo you when you when they walk oh, by. Yeah. No way. Oh, it's it's. It, I mean, Denver has a which is crazy because a I great mean, population of oil and gas workers. Yes, However, that's, so that's not the mm-hmm. biggest. You know, oil and gas. You know, they they are experiencing a, and we should all you know be vigilant of what you know anybody in Colorado goes through because they are a testing ground for you know the rest of the nation in a lot smaller mm-hmm. you know, little area. What uh, what might come of you know our own states in regulatory. Yeah. Terrifying, really. I think as you were asking about as far as the, like kids growing up and wanting to get into oil and gas and learn it and it, it being 
a natural part of our economy and a natural part of our culture also goes back to the question that you asked about how do we get stuff made more domestically. And I think where that starts is, you know, there's going to have to be massive ramp up. So like I'm a mill guy or I was a mill guy and now I'm not. Audrey works with mills all the time. So even you know, you asked the question, like, how do we make the pipe domestically? That's a complex question because the, where is it rolled? Where is it finished? And where's the raw material come from? It's almost like this T-shirt. You know, the T-shirt could be made here, but the raw material could come from overseas. So Yeah, is it made here or is it assembled here? Exactly. Right. So so it's going to cost mills and a bunch of money if they want to get into the scrap processing business to create the raw material. So operators are going to be willing to pay a little more for product in order to, you know, support that growth domestically. But as that happens, the prices will go down because there's always a there's always a break <laughs> so even, right? So we're all we're also up against the the timeline of the next downturn. Yes, yes. and then as that breaks over, because we don't know. I mean, we don't know. My first my first downturn was in 2000. What was that? End of 14. You would be. Yeah, I was 14, like, from, like yeah. That. So for me personally, it was eight. Yeah, you were the next two years. So I remember 08 being very. I mean, I remember 08 vividly, but I was working. I mean, I don't remember a lot of it, but. Hadn't hurt your pocketbook yet. I was just right. out of school. I was a, a MWD engineer at the time, and that was awesome. So I took summer off. I was like, no, nah, I don't need to go to work with those other guys. I've got a family. And I just no, my I friend, stayed at the lake the whole time. My friend did that awesome. in Denver. My awesome. friend, she was doing a contract work for Anadarko, and she she's not married, didn't have any kids. She was like, screw this. I'll just give my job to someone who actually needs it. Mm-hmm. No, I had a... She started waiting tables on the mountain again. I had a... What is it? They gave me a stipend every month. So I was still... Oh, had yeah. money coming in. I just wasn't getting the active jobs. It was... It was amazing. Yeah. I, I, it was absolutely amazing. I loved it. So Hey, I mean, all, I took nine months to, off. If someone wants to pay you just to chill at home, <laughs> yeah. sign me up. I will tell you, you know, because it wasn't as much. Don't say that. Well, There's lots of people are still doing that. After That's nine true. months, I was like, hey, man, I would buy any labor. You, you are in a, you are, don't forget, you're in an influencer yes, position right now. Don't encourage that I'm behavior. just saying, some people, like, <laughs> they have expectations in reality. So we'll So I've thought about this a lot. Is You guys give me your honest opinion. Because I think everyone would pretty much have the same. If you're telling me you can make 100k a year in oil and gas, but you have extreme systematic risk every four years of losing your job, so your potential is 400,000, but you're gonna have two two years off probably before you go back to work. So six year period, you're making 400k. Would you make 75,000 a year instead for six years? No. No. You'd I'd rather do no. the four years. I'd rather make four years at 150 and save my money. Let me let right. me well, decide what it. I do with my Same. money. So I'm actually saying more of like a roughneck. I don't know if they're going to get to 150. They're going to be 80 to 100. Let's all go not. to an independent consulting then. Like, hey, good. Everybody in our industry, there's no more salary. So I'm so, an independent consultant and Matt, I get paid maybe, a day Maybe you're super financially savvy then and actually set aside money for that. But I don't I have think become, a lot of people I have become that way. But people. listen, that's where, yeah, that's where – Most people don't. Right? They call it roughneck rich, right? Rough so you, rich. you get a paycheck, you go out and buy a new vehicle or side-by-side. Oil-filled trash mm-hmm. making oil-filled cash. That's yeah. But that's where we come in as an industry and decide that, hey, this isn't just an industry anymore. This is a family. And we're not going to let people fail anymore. And when I see that going on, I'm like, hey, look, you are now an independent. Nice contractor words. no it's not anymore for me it's just personal like this is a war well because we we know all these people yeah you know, i don't yeah like, i don't want to see anybody go i don't want families. any more suffering that you see right. you see it i see it exactly. we've had p- friends to do it like no more like there i mean we can't tell people what to do with their money but we can like strongly suggest you do not invest in that you invest in this or don't buy that truck do not buy that truck you right. do none of us should in our industry live beyond our means any longer we've known that it's a systematic uh, but problem I, but I do everyone in the United States. Yes, legitimately outside live of on credit. Yes. It just happens to be a little worse in the oil and gas mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or more exacerbated because there's more money. Right. 
It comes in quickly and leaves just as quickly. I would say I I agree with Matt. I would I wouldn't take the seventy five k. I would just say um, just from from experience, you know, did this myself is figure out ways to stay in the long gas and capitalize on the down market. Mm-hmm. Um, and the know, down, I mean, you're doing that right now, starting a company and that's a, yeah, I love. I'd actually say you're starting at the peak. The best part. I started it. He's no, he, yeah, he started it when it was the worst. Oh, 2020. Yeah. Okay, there you go. But cool. still, but I mean, now things have worked out where he's he's coming live with it and. Um, so you you're sourcing from a better time. So you you know for your business where every mill is in the mm-hmm. United States and every other place on earth, right? Like you foreign foreign domestic, yes. You know where every piece of uh, casing is going to be made, and then you start bidding on it, saying, "Hey, we'll buy it for this." How does that even work? So, so we have people higher up than me probably um, have better mill relationships. Right. I, I mean, I've got plenty of my own as well, but. Um, Mill relationships are are pretty essential, um, especially right Extremely. now with the foreign. Can't agree enough. Yeah, especially right now with the foreign situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my some of my closest allies right now are quality imports because the domestic side it takes them so long to ramp up and catch back up. They're doing a great job. I mean, there's no you know hatred on their part because they're trying as best as they can. But we do still have to rely on some foreigns until we can figure out how to make enough domestics to to not have to do that. Really, I mean. Okay, so me as a salesman operating gray areas around you know many times over, could we do something cool like um, could all of us agree to like we're going to buy casing from the Ukraine at ten times the market value just because we care about Ukraine? We I don't really care. If I could answer this as a producer. I I don't. Listen, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> the producers may or may not have East Coast, West Coast liberal uh, Ivy League investors who may or may not look at the books all the way. Could we possibly like hide a lot of casing bought? You could hide anything you in these have, wells. That's like, yeah. So I'm just I'm looking at a way to with I'm, very, I'm looking at a way to launder I'm looking at a way to launder money and get it to the Ukraine to buy arms. <laughs> is what I'm saying. We're giving them arms. They don't need any. Yeah. Okay. Well, they don't have to buy shit. We're One just, way to support the Ukraine, so or if you like Russia, could you do it that way too? <laughs> yeah. Does Russia have that kind of iron ore? Is it coming from or they, Ukraine? I'm sorry. I meant Russia has a lot of. No, uh, they, oh, no, yeah. Okay. As well. Can we do a little bit land uh, mass? Yes. Yeah. No, I want to uh, see people. if you guys can answer these questions. Probably a better work ethic than we All right. have to. So, how, how many, many mills do you think are in Russia alone? I don't know how many mills, but it's ten percent of ERW, and that's half of all yeah. the pipe coming into the U.S. Wow. So how that's much are we still buying? Hold on. Are we still buying Russian casing? As no, we can. Legally, we can, do you think block? No, the sanctions. What the sanctions? Okay, so no Russian casing is coming into the United States right now. I do not believe so. Not That's, through Russia. Not through Russia. Yeah, right. yeah. Ship right. it. You Belarus. ship it to maybe South some, America. Maybe some trading. If it was made in Russia and it's sitting right outside. Then yeah, yeah. If it goes to China, who sends ships it to South America and then we right. buy it from South America. So ten companies later, we're buying Russian casing. That well, but that could be a good. Depends that could be a good question. If they're making it in Russia. But we can't get it over here because of the unrest situation. They sell it to somebody who gets it. Well, that it. goes back to the raw material. If it's a green tube, right. which means it's not finished, right. it still has to be finished in the U.S. So it still has to get to us. It can't go through someone else to get to us. I mean, I guess. They're getting pretty strict on that stuff. Like, it is yeah. really hard to get anything like airplanes, all kinds of stuff. is very difficult uh, with the sanctions in place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, ho- I hope so. But did you guys know? That's the type of punishment that this required. For what? Unfortunately, you, you, yeah. Just if I, if, a, if a bomb hits a co- if a bomb hits mess. a child, I'm just saying, like I'm done, right? Right? Like right. I'm just pissed off. When like, is war okay? When we initiate it? 
Yeah, no. America. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, I I'm just know. curious when Rowdy questions. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> you, you knew that answer, right? Yeah, that Hoochie Town's going down good. It's no, right. I'm just saying, back God, back God, God bless the USA. Our bombs are Christian bombs. Cheers. Bombs over Bless each one of them. You already knew the answer for my American bombs are Christian bombs. No, it's pretty crazy. I'll tell you, as uh, because it, it, this may come off terrible, but me, I look at every situation. When we go to war, when the market goes up, when it goes down, there's typically there's follow the money. Yeah. Honestly, if I could right now, I would buy the what is it, Petrobras? No. Is that the oil company for Russia or whatever it's called? I would buy the shit out of those shares. Petro what? Petrobras. No, that that's the Mexican one so or Venezuelan one. But either way, uh, in a. Uh, Whatever their company is, I would buy so many shares right now if I could because it's going to go through the roof. It's not like we don't need their commodities. Like, hey, we need Elon, Russia's wait a minute. I know Elon Musk is probably watching this right now. <laughs> and I know, I know you've got Elon a. Elon Musk has gas wells. No, I know, but he's yeah. also like in a. Tw- Listen. Don't even worry about buying Twitter anymore. Buy Russia. You get to control Russia. Forget, like, you want free speech? Oh, no, no, it's still... Free the planet. Go buy Russia. Let's right. do a couple You're, We're of, done with all this war crap. Right. Quick, get back to drilling. Facts, or let's see if anyone Elon knows Musk, these answers. you can sponsor this, too. All right, what's your guess? <laughs> How many people live in Russia? 78. 78? What do you think, Cody? Oh, 78.4. 78.4. Oh, <laughs> shit, you've seen the game. <laughs> Random, I was going to say 80. I didn't, 80? I, I How, many people do you, How many people live in the United States as of the 2010 Census Bureau? You could use today's. I don't know what that number is, but I know 2010. Are we at 3 billion yet? we got 150 people in the United States. We're at 330 what? million. Edmund's this big. 330 <laughs> million. There's 80,000 people in Edmund. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's not no. You're There's wrong. There's 330 million uh, taxpaying or people that the United States are aware of. 327 million as there's of seven billion. There's seven billion. We're people not that in the, big, buddy. We're I know, but there's seven billion people in the world, China and has we're like only at, two in uh, holy India. Moly. No, that's why China don't have and India are such a big deal. But anyway, so wow. Russia. You you guys said 80 people. I mean, Vladimir's cabinet. Hell, his security alone is yeah. more than, But anyway, so there's 330 million Americans as of the 2010 census. I only say that because I don't know where the number's at today. They do it every 10 years. Right, right. Russia, over that same period of time, 168 million. Now you, let's talk wow. about their landmass. That's twice as much wow. as I thought. No, yeah. think about their landmass is 2.5 times the United States. So at the same time, they, they're natural resources compared to the United States is mind-boggling. They're two and a half times. They don't have enough people to exploit it, to use it, but we need Russia. I'm just saying, Russia ain't going anywhere. We need all of their commodities, all their natural resources for copper, for lithium. What if they don't want to give it to us? How about that? That's an interesting thing that we're going what, to have what, to solve right now. Okay, so cur- curiosity always uh, gets me right. And, and are, are We've you, not talked about casing near enough. Sorry, guys. No, no. But, not, I've well, not been in a room with I, that. I, I actually was, a, I was, a, I was about to ask about casing. So do you have any – do you sell overseas to anyone? I don't have any Do you have any customers, customers that are international yet? I have some uh, – on the used pipe side, I have some customers that I ship uh, – Used material off well sites to the port of Houston after doing repurposing and then export to Italy. Nice. So, are you touching these or these, uh, whatever you're buying, this leftover, this shit that's been you get extracted? to see it with your own eyes? Or are you, oh, you're not I doing anything that well enough. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Are you so you're a broker? No, I'm not a broker. I own pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy pipe. Well, I guess I do five percent. We're technically both brokers in some yeah, yeah. same, sh- you know, some so, shape. So, let's say like you had like five, like, so you have a well in Oklahoma. Right. A mile down the road, and you just pulled a string of tubing, mm-hmm. and it's corkscrewed, or it's been, it's got splits all in it. Let's talk. So nobody knows casing corkscrewed. What is that? It's just twisted. Yeah, it's just where it's all twisted all the way okay, up the cool. whole string. So it's fucked. 
Yeah, it's fucked. Okay, that, yeah. that's what we're trying to say. So you would call me and say, hey, Cody, come out to my well. Pick up this Inspect this and tell me what it's worth. So that's where... Are you, Cody, are you befriending all the the, the guys that uh, because most of the wells He's are He's a business startup. He will befriend everyone. Well, I assume you're doing the guys that are plugging the wells in, right? Because I prefer to deal with the operators directly. Why? But a lot of the the smaller guys like me, we turn key. We just say 50k. This guy's going to do the cement. He's going to extract whatever he wants out the hole. You got to get to the pluggers too. So the reason is because from an operator perspective, you're going to get more money mm-hmm. selling it to someone like myself, sure. who's selling it directly to somebody commercial wants construction and users. Whereas the pluggers are just flipping it straight to me mm. for a profit. Gotcha. When they could be paid for their work and not buy the pipe. Noted. Yep. Well, I'll get your contact after this. Yeah, I figured <laughs> you'd want it. So basically cool. what he's saying is everything, some of the stuff that he deals with is just on paper. It's just, he signs a document. Yeah, that's it a gets, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just goes down the road. No, that's great. And when I come out, I do a radiation inspect. I mean, I inspect for radiation. I inspect the threads, inspect the ID, OD tube, get freight rates, and within an hour, make an offer. Mm-hmm. And then within 24 hours, pay cash in advance and have a truck and forklift in the next day. Wait, so you're getting this random ass whatever from 1940 was put mm-hmm. down a hole, yep. 60 or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You don't even know what you're getting until it's out. How do you find a buyer for something like that? Is it really that old at this and point? And don't get into your tra- your secret sauce. I'm just, this is no, blowing no, my mind that you're no, taking so That's this where April 2020 started is I, you know, we, we sold before that the family business was doing these auctions off pipe like that right right and most of them were dealers and so april 2020 there was so much boredom because there's nothing to do on oil and gas that i started looking really deep into like what are these super niche like commercial applications for pipe and how can i remediate them to a level that that person can use it because i can get the pipe i know the process i know i have plenty of context to remediate it and so that's like if I go on your well site, and it's just a bunch of crap pipe. And I, I look at it and say, okay, 10% of it's got radiation, can't buy it. 10% of it's good. Look at my cost, who I can sell it to. And then the other 7% is bad. I need to send it to the scrapyard. I give you a take-all offer, and then I handle that. That's what I do for a living. Mm. Cool. That, that is cool. I know. That's very no, cool. Man, so I it, love that. It, the amount of niches in our industry is mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. I love it so much. The little things like that that you wouldn't even think. Well, so like, we talk about this all the time, right? And you make we, millions. We you hate – Everyone can be our, a million. Our industry hates waste because any kind of waste – envi- Environmental waste is also financial waste. Mm-hmm. Just like we don't want flaring because instead we'd rather go put out a uh, scrubber and a generator and a Bitcoin mine. You know <laughs> I'm always going to crowbar Bitcoin into here. Oh, you want whiskey? You got it, buddy. But again, our industry is the first. I never think about that, but we are ungodly efficient. Efficient. We are super efficient. We do not want People waste. People think we're wasteful. We're not. Mm-mm. No, we are. St- we are stewards of every. Well, but you, you're always going to be fighting that if you look at the Bakken, right at night. And it's lit up like the day, right? But, that, but they don't. They don't That's want. Law. But they That's don't law. They I, don't want it to be. No, no, it won't anymore with the the Bitcoin mining or yeah, gas mining. Yeah, yeah. We're not gas. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so uh, I, I I'm love gonna, that so much. My, yeah, yeah. And I can't wait. So Max Gagliardi will be in here at some point. I got. <laughs> wait, wait. Tell me, Max. Whatever this. Have you followed Max yet? Okay. <laughs> so Ancova, Max. Oh, I'm gonna give you some. No, which one's mine? Uh, is it Ancova? Ancova. I saw him at Empower. Well, yeah, Max is great. So our our kids are the same age, and we have the same park right next to it. And houses. the same name of the uh, talk. <laughs> His show. M- Max's show is the Talk Energy Podcast. Mine's Talking Energy show. show. We started about the same time. I didn't know of Max, and it just and we, Jeremiah were up in Trace Podcast, you know, studio. The first one we put it together, and he goes, "What do you want to call the show?" And we hashed it out. It's like, "Ah, oh, how about the Talking Energy Show?" 
start putting out there. And then all of a sudden Robert Hefner's in here. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, did you know Max is annoyed with you? <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't know that. Why? Well, he has a talk energy podcast like crap. So I started watching that. And, of course, he's way better at it. His topics are you know, smarter. He's smarter. And so – He gets better guests too every time. Well, I mean, <laughs> except I'm for kidding. except for today, yeah. brutal. Jeez, <laughs> we're in the uh, hole for, for sure. So Better. This is your neighbor. Well, uh, yeah, I mean Edmund, right? And another a fellow Edmundite, and and definitely better co-host too. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job. But again, Ancova. So he is putting out, and, and all over the country you see this. But Bitcoin mines are where it's at, and I'm I'm heavy. I love Bitcoin. I'm buying the crap out of it all time. Or someday I'm gonna have my own. Uh, there's a there's a company that has their own miners that you can buy yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. My friend from high school, he actually built his own mining yeah. station. He's I'm I'm ready, crazy. right? I'm gonna put one. I have a. I have Next a level. I already have a gas line out of my house ready to uh, put a generator next to my house for my Bitcoin mine. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. I just have to like have like $20,000 to buy my Bitcoin mine too. Yeah. Well, he, he <laughs> built it. He Yeah, he built it himself. And I want to say the first year he had it. A good Bitcoin miner right now, $11,000. Okay. You know, but you're, well, I mean, the returns are incredible. Right. Yeah. It's I all feel about like the power. Wampum mining in Tulsa, they have 600 gas wells that go to one gathering point and that their gathering facilities is their Bitcoin mine. And they bought, uh, they bought a, uh, here's something unspoken that I'm super excited about and fuck energy transfer. Or anyone else that's listening to this? Cause they're the worst. <laughs> I'm so I like, happy. I like energy transfer. Uh, oh. uh, any of the pipeline companies. I Once differ, they put the pipeline, I differ in that. If you're a producer, you have no other choice, right? Or you could ask to lay another line if you had enable or someone else that was five miles away, but you could have laid this line. Once that line is in the ground for gas transfer or whatever, mm-hmm. that's it. So they own the line; they can charge whatever the heck they want. So by finding another avenue to use the gas, that and if you say they all go to a central unit, yep. none of that is going to any type of pipeline gatherer. They're just doing it themselves. Wait, Same so, thing with the flares on your local dumps. Yeah, bring uh, the power flares back. on local dumps. Uh, local like uh, like landfills yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah. landfill. That that flare out there can be a Bitcoin mine. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I never even thought about that for the methane mines. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's not methane, mine, but they're all creating a bunch of methane. Are so they doing free, that for energy? So are these local municipalities? Newer ones are, are plugged more into it. Like they have like you know the infrastructure mm-hmm. to to transport extra fuel, mm-hmm. but the older ones don't. And is a capex worth it to them? And do they know Bitcoin? No, no, no. But no, then they call us and say we'll do it. Waste, waste management. They probably know Bitcoin by now. I I would hope so. They're huge. Have you got? You've heard of the waste management open? Mm-hmm. It's a big ass golf tournament. Yes. They got Phoenix money. or something, right? You know what? Yes. Scottsdale, whatever. Oh, craziest oh, that's thing I love Scottsdale. ever. No, one of the craziest days of my life was at that tournament. Oh, I believe it. Yes, it was amazing. So they tomorrow's going to be one of the craziest of days of his life. <laughs> What's tomorrow? <laughs> I, so the future of oil and gas, I mean, it's, I really want, I mean, I'm going to flesh this out at some point, but I will go drill a well. I will have my own natural gas. I will have a neighborhood built around my own natural gas neighborhood, right? We will have uh, our power generated from our own generator out there. We will have our own monitor. We will have our own financial system because it will all be based on Bitcoin so that any leftover gas, right? I mean, it depends on the will, of course, we hope, but we'll have enough natural gas to power the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We'll have enough natural gas to create our own currency. Also, enough natural gas. What would you name it? I don't know yet. I'm going I'm to let you do that. Probably, Nat, not, the, Nat, probably Matt. not the talking energy. Matt, Matt. Well, probably not the talking energy show because we'll mm-hmm. piss off Max, but again. Wait, wait what, what did you say? What is your name of your what? No, no, he came. He wants me to come Matt, up with the name of Matt, the neighborhood. Matt. I don't know. Matt. 
It'll uh, be something like that. Is our coin, Nat Matt? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nat, natural gas. Nat Matt. Nat Matt. Nat Matt. God. Stuff I put up with, I can't even pronounce. <laughs> Anybody watching? I just apologize for Jeremiah right now. They're not even on yet. They. they, yeah, they, I just, they oh, I gotta hear record. They're like Cody's on. <laughs> We're gonna. We want to. I was like, and that's why I catch. Cody's you. parents are proud. <laughs> they hung up after that. I don't even know, know the podcast is. <laughs> what's What's the name of your podcast now? What's uh, the name? The The Pipe Club Podcast. The is Pipe the name Club. Of podcast. What are you gonna talk about? So, uh, just well, Just Just pipe? Only Will Country so Tubular. You, you, you got to understand this, like. We are OCTG it people. A it's a huge world. thing. Our whole world. Why don't you have your own group here in Oklahoma? People no, too. You know Why? we have the AADE. We have the IADC. Where's well, the Where's the OC? Are they all cheap and weird? It's the Pipe Club. Weird? No, we do. We do. You, stuff you have to start uh, having the Pipe Club. Cool. I have the Pipe Club event. I want to lay pipe. All right. So here's the future of the Pipe Club. Okay, it's going to start out as a podcast, and you ask like, "What's that podcast for?" So it's going to be OCTG people. It's going to be mills. Well, just to start for the podcast. Well, how many mills are in Oklahoma City? No, it'd be mills across the entire world. Yeah. How many? How many mills are across the entire Brazil, world? Brazil, Spain. A lot. Already Give it a up. rough number for me. Uh, we we like big numbers here. We we just found out this year how many wells are on the books that are like producing roughly a million. Right? Like wow. what? Ha- is it really? Yeah. About one. About one. Michael Dunn found out about one million wells are on the books as producing. Yeah. No, no. You gotta have bunny ears around that producing because Copus is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's millions of wells that have been drilled, but I'm talking about on the books that they count as producing wells, whatever, you know, that begins at, but that is 1 million. So if we're so making many, 11 million barrels a day, right? Or what are we at right now? We're making Most of them are small wells. Why not? So a million wells, so that means the average is 11 barrels a day. Yeah, that's a very good average. So how many mills are not available in the world to produce casing? Oh. Well, what kind of casing do you want? Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's the so good stuff. quality. Yeah. Right. Oh, I want to be yeah, chrome. The metal. Uh, so that's yeah. the that's the future. That's that's your guys' business. Sell, I, mean, chrome I don't line. sell a ton of chrome. Yeah, yeah nobody chrome does. Is more Fifty dollars a foot. No, oh yeah. Well, okay. So, so it all depends. You're wanting. So we all know in the, in the future, if you want to drill a really good well and you're going three miles, thick walled casing is where it's at. I mean, the science is there. You don't want to mess around with all the deviations in the um, you know in the rock. Well, I mean, it depends on your total depth. Yeah, what is thick wall, by the way? And how much is yeah. that a foot? What size? I mean, so, no, not thick, but you got to think of the rig still. The rig only right. has so the much. Whole, it has yeah, so yeah. Much Even the biggest rig is only a million right. pounds. If you point. say thick wall and you're so, trying to do a three mile lateral. So, again, we're limited by what's a, on surface, but the rock below calls for thick wall casing. Well, is does it call for that or on is production it just so long? Or? Uh, man, uh, I mean, yeah. Again, we're gonna get off in the weeds here, but yes, on on on. I feel like the same production strings are still the it's same. Five and a half, twenty-three today. pounds. No, I, I think, I think Matt's referring 50. to like when you go to three miles. So right. something that's oh, that far out, yeah, getting it out there is okay. going to be difficult, and you certainly couldn't replace it. So I assume they're using thicker casing for the longer laterals. I hope so. For the, the uh, toe. I mean, 23 pound. I, I mean, assume. 23, depending on certain. I see more now, 29 and 32 pound. But with, I, with, also with, with seismicity nowadays, and we know, you know the way casing performs. Well, and I the mean, different areas are going to have different different string designs. Sure. So you've got your 7 inch and 6 inch areas. And then here. We had, we had the, who was that guy that came in and talked to us about casing for the IEDC? Do you remember? Apparently, they didn't or, know I, mean, I was I'm even sorry, on this podcast. The API. We had somebody really. Yeah, yeah. So we had somebody come in and talk about casing design in the future Bill. for API, and it was great. It's your buddy Bill. Something. Yeah, I, I can't remember Sorry. anymore either. 
He's Bill's we have a lot. We have a lot of guest speakers. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I made a good point. That's a super complex question Strictly. because based on it could, you can go to any different region, any different operator, any different budget, and then they're always going to run different, different weights and even connections. Like, yeah. I mean, are you going to drill your case? Yeah. Why? Why, why don't you guys all get on board with the same connection? Really? Why does there have to be more connections? Why is there on? more than one type of truck? Yeah. Why is there yeah. everyone same thinks smart and the other guy? If you guys were on the other side, they all do the same thing, right? They drive down the road. Delta versus P Tech on the drilling side. What is it? What's the newest? Versus Omicron, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's like a, that's that's a good. XC. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess it is different in shale plates, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you're going to run in North Dakota is not something you're going to run in South Texas, right? Um, you have your West Texas people are pretty much down to the same items. I mean, you've got yeah, your slim hull sure. design in the Delaware. You have kind of a more conventional design in Midland. Uh, same with Oklahoma. I mean, everything is that. That is one item that is very, very hard. Five and a half, twenty-three pound, either ICY or a, even a high collapse P one ten. That's with the a, tube, with not a, the connection. That's right. the tube. Well, that's the grade. Yeah. Yeah. With a. What does that mean? Semi premium connection on it. What is um, the difference? For the, yeah, for anybody that has never heard about. So there's uh, like a restricted yield P one ten, and then there's a high collapse P one ten. What do you mean by restricted yield? Uh, what would you consider? Change, it's just a, it, all the very different things related to anything regarding the tube just comes down to the metallurgy. Is there no, there's yeah. no, yeah, metal. So that's the future of your industry, industry right there is, oh, yeah. the, is the metallurgy. That's that's really the last frontier for what you, there's not going to be a whole lot of change in efficiencies on casing. Right. Well, I feel like until the Until we get to metallurgy. Yeah. Well, designs are. R-Y is a little softer grade, wouldn't you say? Mm, that's a. It's like it's, it's like going to high, it's, it's like going to Harbor Freight that. versus Sears, Sears Tools, right? I mean, it's like the quality yeah. of the metals. Is, right. What is the future of casing? Is it still just going to be out of these standard metals? Uh, we... Wired wired casing? Can you guys put you know? Can you guys put data in the casing? Oh. I mean, yes, you can. So I'll have yeah, that on my next can, podcast. But... Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we have a whole episode planned on that. Oh, can I be in? I want to just hear. It. I just want to welcome. sit in the room. Yeah, you're more than welcome. I mean, with barcoding and digital data tracking and downhole running and yeah. all live, it's it'll be fun. You can tell how much uh, production is in the casing at the moment, right? It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. feel like a lot of people do not Pre- realize pressures like you know because we, right now we're we're sending cameras down the you know right. downhole yes. and they can shoot through the casing and find out you know how your how how did your cement job go? You know what's behind. The, what's behind the casing? Is there cement? Or is it just rock? Or is there space? You know, is this where we're going to get a bubble? Or is this where we're going to collapse? On and on and on and on. But if we have that in the casing built in already. Well, and a lot of that can also be done before you even have the casing in the hole. Yeah. Um, and there's behind, I'm not going to say that the technology fully exists at this point, but I will say that there are conversations behind closed doors with major mills about looking at ovality anomalies on casing. Because like if you just look at a stick of pipe, you think it's a stick of pipe, right? But the, the straightness of that pipe is like a wave, and the thickness of that pipe is like There's a wave. There's no dog legs when we drill. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, <laughs> what, so what they're looking at, uh, certain people, uh, they're looking at how can I run each joint down to maximize my cost versus my Productivity production at the end is the most important thing, and well, sealability, of course. But right. um, so that those pressures that can collapse maybe have a higher collapse in that area of the zone has a thicker wall, and the ones that have a less collapse has a less wall. And picking the joints and running them at the right time, even if it's the same wall thickness within the same scale. That sounds like a uh, incredible uh, undertaking to to make sure the right 
Oh, I know. All thickness pipe is picked up yes. at the right time. Well, yeah. when I was 16, if you gave me a, a smartphone, I wouldn't even know how to turn it on. Right. So it's just. What about you never about know. Like color coded? I guess could you got to find some simple way for the rough. Could we outside. could we go ahead and put charges in the casing and like blow out our own holes instead of like a gun setting them off? I've never thought of that. Right? Hey, I, I was mean, saying. I mean, at this like, point, things are possible. Right. That's it. You know, the problem with that is they would be angled at the wrong direction. So you yeah. can angle blast holes now anywhere you want. Well, I understand the, that, but the, if the new, the newest into the casing, but the newest perfs, like they have directional perfs now too. And like, what? Hey, oh, this goes guns, better. Stuff. Yeah, the, the perf Dude, guns go this be, way. The, how would you do that with a piece of casing? I don't know yet. <laughs> we do perfect. We're spitballing here. What's going to be the future right. of? When I say the future of casing, like we're coming up with ideas, and just like Star Trek, they came up with things. We just came up with it here. <laughs> <Star Trek. laughs> I love it. <laughs> just nerd us out. If anybody is ever you know watching this from outside looking in, like yes, we're nerds and we love casing. That's right. <laughs> and oil and gas, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to get you guys out of here. We, no, uh, I, I told you it goes quick, and this is how it's short. On, on your very next podcast, you're going to go for five and a half hours. So the first one, yeah. <laughs> you know, I never want to leave. I'm finally got Audrey in here, and we're going to and Jeremiah. You know, I love him. And anytime he wants to sit next to me and drink whiskey, we're going to do it. I like for having us. Me. Yeah, and, yeah. And Jeremiah's you, nice meeting you too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to embark on your first podcast, and yep. oh wait, you haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's kind so of every you're gonna have arrives, on? all the equipment arrives Friday this weekend. We're setting up production. We're recording Tuesday. So well, don't, don't worry when at it the fails. House? Are we your first it's, one or second one? Are you doing it at the I'm house? I'm only trying to make this awkward because I know you haven't invited. Don't me. be awkward about it. Just know that it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> yeah, suck. Yeah, that it's rude that you didn't get your hit epi- from multiple directions. Your episodes are gonna some episodes are just gonna suck. It's not the guest. It's you. You did it yourself. It's terrible. You know what? Bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Mm, more, I know, more whiskey. Just leave it more. <laughs> oh, hey, the, the reason I brought you in here, so you'd learn one lesson, more whiskey. Keep it loose. Dude, yeah. Keep no, it loose. I wish I had more questions for you. Well, um, I, have, I have a million. On casing. Well, so. I like, got plenty of answers. Actually, well, I have someone I want you to talk to because they hit me up. They're in Nevada. My mom actually called me about this six <laughs> months ago, which is too late, Cody, but there'll be another one. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy was trying to make fences. He's like, I can't find the steel. And yeah. so I actually have someone that will probably sell you something, too, that's been in his yard. Yep. What's what's our next episode on casing? Who's Elizabeth? Tell me about her. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Matson is a good friend of mine. We we have a lot of mutual college friends. And she is here in Oklahoma? She is. And she, is she, owned, and she owns a mill? No. So she worked for a mill. Worked for a mill. Called Paragon Industries. Okay. Um, and now she's back in distribution. There is. If she's watching this, I know she will because you're going to show her. I didn't ask these questions. She was she a customer of mine as well. Janitor, yes. is she? Huh? She's not Janitor. No, she's no, like the... She's awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. So, wait, whoa. <laughs> no, no, we've had some... Janitor out there. Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Like, oh, we had someone that, that worked at this Audrey, place. Yeah. My bad. Janitor. Like, <laughs> hey. Didn't know anything about the process. Sorry, Elizabeth. See you in the Janitor. You've gotten a little bit snootier. No. I am not. No. See you in the Janitor. Oh, get a little Botox across the street and what do you know? Same way. Whatever. Did you get a little Botox? No. No. Look at I'm just saying, no, you're right. She's I can't gonna, tell you're saying it because she's going to murder me. Moving. Whatever. <laughs> Treat the CEO the same as you would the janitor. Yeah, just saying. The COO is what she's saying. Elizabeth's going to be on here next time. That's right. Well, I'm going to drag her with Good me. If she we can do this. Hey, anytime you want to actually get some listeners versus what you're doing, just bring them in here. You have them podcast here. Yeah. Anything ah, you want, yes, yes. want to talk pipe, bring me in. Uh, I'm also competitive. Yes. <laughs> If there's another podcaster in Edmond about oil and gas, well, I want to be on the show. I don't know. But I also want to promote it. I want to beat it, but I want to promote it. 
You got so, it, Matt. So, Matt, your takeaways for us to discuss with our colleagues are why are there not more domestic mills? Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, for me, I yeah. always want to promote oil and gas right. from America. If, sure. we, if we say we're an independent oil and gas uh, country, let's actually make it independent. Correct. So, Matt, let's, would you consider yourself a nationalist? Yes. Yeah. I would put up State walls pride. as far as the eye can see around our country. And I would put, honestly, once I get my, just like I said, I was going to flesh it out, right? I'm going to get a rig <laughs> that's ours. I'm going to drill our USS own well. Right? I like that plan. Our own well has our own gas. Like a real life version of Sims. Our own gas has our own, what? Matt, generator. Matt. Generator. We need Matt, a generator. Matt. A generator has our own uh, neighborhood. Yes. And then that neighborhood produces its own. I think it's great. It, it, we have our own electricity. What do you guys think Matt's RV would look like if he was tra- uh, going across the United States? A gun turret oh, on, a gun turret on top. Red, white, and blue. There's, there's a fucking eagle. Like yeah. Oh, you see my shirt. <laughs> I have a shirt with that. It would, it would be like we're the Millers, but <laughs> oh, you guys are sweet. like way cooler. Yeah, way cooler. <laughs> a lot of pride in that. A lot of like, whiskey too. Yes, a lot of American whiskey. American. On that a little bit of Utah. <laughs> You can be one of my multiple wives. Oh, please. <laughs> Miss you. Kill us all. Yeah. Matt, before yeah. we close, can I'll I plug I'll, my I'll contact pl- info? Plug, Dude, I yes. want you all to plug yourselves real quick. Okay, yeah, so I mean, it, at the end of the day, I love you, love you, love you. Plug yourselves. Go yeah, ahead. sure. So if you're an oil and gas operator out there, you have a, you have a, a lease, uh, uh, or if you're a rancher and you got a backyard or you got a pipe in a pipe yard and you need to sell it, I'm sure you already have people that buy it. Um Add me to your bid list. It's Cody Spaulding, uh, Cody at scissortailpipe.com. And then my cell phone number is 405-802-6294. I travel to West Texas. I travel to the Northeast. I travel to Haynesville. I travel to the Barnett, Houston on a monthly basis. I'm not two or three times a month. Anywhere, anytime, give me a shout. There we go. Good job. Cody living the American dream. Audra, That's right. do it. Uh, I'm a regional sales manager for JD Rush Corporation. JD Rush. I've been doing this about 10 years now, and I, I mainly do sell to new um, for you know new pipe for operators that are, built, are drilling new wells. Um, I have done some surplus stuff. It's a little, little you get a little messy. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, when it's it, a little messy. You're like me. Like that. If my friendsters come to me and they need something, I'm going to figure out how to get it to them. Yeah, but it's it's... It's messy. It can be messy when sure. you when you go from new to surplus and all that yes, kind of stuff. But um, you need a good dealer like Audra. yeah, yeah. You need someone who's knows what paying, doing. paying attention for yep. sure because paying attention in the middle name. yeah middle name paying attention paying attention. <laughs> okay, all right. What about you? You want to plug anything? Uh, what's it? What API? Yeah, uh, I don't even know what's happening. Let's plug no, the API. Everything's good. Uh, API is great. Uh, wait. We're on the board Jeff together. Jeff Fisher. Jeff. Oh, thank you. Jeff Fisher. It is Jeff Fisher, right? Yeah. Jeff Fisher is speaking in, uh, next week. Yep. Next week for API. Thursday. Go sign up. This API. week. It's okay. this week, by the way. Everyone go to that. It's in two days. <laughs> please, yeah. please come and join us. APIOKC.com. For, for everyone listening, uh, reach out to our friends. Uh, Say hello to Jeremiah. And stay active. Stay active in oil and gas. And uh, we put, Go to like, events. Spend the money to attend them. Get the free drink tickets. Yeah, go to oilfieldtailgate.com. You'll see a calendar there with uh, all the meetings and events. And that's it. Yeah. When is the ABI thing? You said Thursday? Thursday, Thursday at uh, H&H yeah. Gun Range. Ah. There's so always Jeff, oil and gas events in Oklahoma. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. But he's the drilling manager for uh, Devin. So yeah. it, it'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Jeff sure Fisher. to attend. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Thank cool. you. Appreciate you. Right. Take care. Thanks. God bless. See you next time. Bye bye. Appreciate it. Do, 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 do. Watch this. Oh, wait. I forgot about this. Bravo! <laughs> That's like a Thunder game. <laughs>
So when, when we start doing this, which no one knows.